Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious 
eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening in the free show archive on the many radio and podcast players, welcome to the broadcast. And a special welcome and thank you to all subscribers of The Secret Teachings listening at thesecretteachings.info in our main show archive where you also get our montages and my digital books. Thank you so much for supporting the show and joining us tonight. Technically, March 1st, 2022. The last day of February into March 1st, 2022. And our televisions, our radios are filled with some of the most grotesque, some of the most disgusting, some of the most blatant propaganda, some of those raw propaganda that I think I've ever seen. I don't know if people are just getting lazy. I don't know if what we call journalism even exists anymore. I don't know about you, but everything that I read, everything that I hear, everything that I see, every news article, every radio show, every news broadcast, and I don't even have cable, is this constant, nonstop onslaught of anti-Russian, and I'm not talking about the country, I'm talking about anti-Russian, people pouring out vodka, even though a lot of that vodka isn't even made in Russia. A friend of mine in Portland was telling me they're pouring out vodka in Portland. It's made in Latvia. There are stories that are literally using pictures and videos from either video games, you know, just like when CNN used the picture from the video game Fallout to show how the Russians were hacking into, I believe it was, our voting machines. They were hacking into our systems, but they were using a terminal screenshot from the video game Fallout. Remember that from CNN? I mean, the, the propaganda is so raw and so disgusting that you, you, you don't have to be a sympathizer with Vladimir Putin you don't even have to know who Vladimir Putin is to know that these stories, virtually all of these stories, if you've been paying attention, virtually all of these stories from the Ukrainian President Zelensky in army fatigues on the front line fighting evil Russian forces, turns out most of those pictures are not from 2022. And Zelensky is not on the front line fighting these evil Russians. And that's just a statement of fact. Or, you know, it's this, this so-called ghost of Kiev. Have you seen the ghost of Kiev, right? The ghost of Ukraine. This fighter pilot shooting down 
one by one Russian Air Force planes. I think the the ghost of Kiev has has what seven, maybe fourteen confirmed kills now. Oh, that's totally made up, though. It's not real. All the soldiers on Snake Island that told the the Russian ship to go f yourself. Well, it turns out they weren't really heroes that died. They all ended up getting captured, and I think it was like eighty two of them were rounded up and uh, detained. I mean, I, I I don't know if if the mainstream media is trying to create propaganda that is this blatantly false, or I, I mean, have they just been given a green light to make things up? I mean, weapons of mass destruction was one thing. And lying about weapons of mass destruction was another thing. And lying us into war after war after war, you know. But when we have stories that are this blatantly false, I just don't think there's a bottom to it anymore. I mean, I spent my whole weekend, other than going out and trying to enjoy the sunshine and Earlier today, I went down to Tombstone, Arizona, really cool place. Saw the uh, OK Corral gunfight reenactment. It's kind of cheesy, but, you know, family oriented. It's a it's a fun place to go. And I went down there and I was thinking, you know, what what if something was to happen while I'm I'm down here? I'm like an hour south of Tucson here in Arizona. And I thought, what if something was to happen? I mean, it seems that our world is so volatile that at any moment, the whole thing could blow up. And I was thinking, you know, I don't have, I don't have a gun with me. N- normally, I've got a, a firearm. I don't have, you know, <laughs> I don't have anything with me. I have a backpack with a book and, you know, a few dollars and, a, you know, I had a little bag of fruit with me. I thought, what if something, uh, what if something happens? And I'm not talking about nuclear war. I'm just talking about what if there's a so-called cyber attack? What if the power goes? I mean, people just turn into animals in a matter of hours in those situations and start looting and rioting, et cetera. So I was, I was thinking, what happens if, what am I going to do if that happens? I, and it didn't even cross my mind before I drove down there. And I spent the whole weekend kind of thinking about that. And, you know, when you say that to people, you know, you've, you've either got, you've got one of two types of, of lines of thought, it seems. You've got people that are, ready right now to live in the nuclear fallout. And then you have people that are so oblivious that they literally cannot find Russia. Forget Ukraine. They can't find Russia on a map, right? So it's really hard to explain to people in general why you should maybe have a water filter, why you should have a little bit of extra food. And I don't even sell that kind of stuff. I mean, I have water filters on our website at thesecretteachings.info, Pro One Water Filters. We have an affiliate with them. I make like 20% if you buy something, but I don't sell storable food here. You know, most of that storable food, if I have an option, I probably wouldn't buy it. It's just a bunch of cheese and meat and preservatives. And there are a lot of other storable food places that just have freeze-dried, you know, products, whether it's fruit and vegetables or whatever. Uh, nuts, grains, seeds, etc. I'd buy something like that maybe, but 
you know, to try to explain that to somebody. Maybe you should have some ammunition. Maybe you should have a gun. I mean, these are just basic things, you know, that rather than having, you know, a few extra thousand dollars in your bank account of, of, of meaningless paper money, maybe you should have something that's of some kind of value. And, you know, it's hard to explain that to either of the two extremes because one doesn't think anything's going on in the world and the other one is ready for nuclear war. And I just don't get it. That's why I called the show Mad TV tonight because no matter where you look, everything is Mad TV. Everything is mutual assured destruction. Total and absolute nuclear destruction of the world seems to be the game that people want to play now. The COVID game turned out to be a little bit more than a game, a little bit more serious than a game. Remember I told you that two years ago, two and a half years ago, when this whole thing first started. Remember what I told you here on the show? I said, people want to go play Pandemic, right? And they want to watch that Dustin Hoffman movie, and they want to pretend like they're living in a zombie apocalypse, and the CDC can put out funny jokes about the zombie apocalypse to encourage people to prepare for disaster, you know? And now the, you know, the the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, they've uh, updated their website, uh, not about zombies, but about nuclear war, nuclear fallout. And I want to read to you what FEMA, what our federal government literally is encouraging people to do in the event of a nuclear explosion. It's better, I promise you, than getting under your wooden desk. I promise you. And it's, uh, it's interesting. I'd rather watch you know, the, the old duck and cover videos. But you know, maybe getting under a desk is, is safer than, than, than this. This is, this is the state of affairs. This is mad TV. And that's a, that has a double meaning because it's not just mutual assured destruction. It's also mad TV. It's a joke. It's a comic. Listen to this. In the event of a nuclear explosion, they suggest you do a couple of things. Number one, get inside. Number two, stay inside. Number three, stay tuned. Let's examine what FEMA recommends you do in the event of a nuclear explosion. Get inside, you know, something that's brick or concrete is best. So get inside something for a little bit of protection. You know, that's not too crazy. Remove contaminated clothing and wipe off or wash unprotected skin. That's not too crazy, especially if you were outside after the fallout arrived. It says hand sanitizer does not protect against fallout. I can't believe they had to put that on the website, but I guess people are that stupid. Yes, alcohol-based hand sanitizer is not going to protect you against radioactive fallout, but we have to get the basics covered, I guess. And then it goes on from there. Go to the basement or middle of the building. All right? Stay with me here, folks. Stay away from the outer walls and roof. All right? Try to maintain. Wait a minute. Here's a good one. Try to maintain a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household. It literally tells you on the ready.gov nuclear explosion page of our federal government's website that in the event of a nuclear holocaust, you definitely want to, after you get inside and take off the contaminated clothing, make sure that you're social distancing between yourself and those that you're sheltering with. It says, if possible, And this is the second good part. Wear a mask 
if you're sheltering with people who are not part of your household. Children under two years old, people who have trouble breathing, and those who are unable to remove masks on their own should not wear them. I don't know, folks, but I think that maybe the only mask they should be recommending is a mask that filters out, I don't know, maybe radioactive particles, if you can get a mask like that. Maybe they should recommend having like a water filter that filters radioactive particles. I have one of those. I got that a long time ago just to have it. Not, I'm, I'm not hoping I can use it. I don't want to play nuclear war, but I have it, and it's not just for that. I mean, God knows, you know, when I bought this thing years ago, it was only a couple bucks, but God knows where I would end up and what would happen. I thought it would be best to have it. I guess I'm crazy. But no, the, the Federal Emergency Management Agency is suggesting that you go into your bunker and then you maintain six feet distance. This is directly on their website. And then you make sure that you wear a mask, not a gas mask, okay? Nothing from Fallout, all right? Not even the video game. No, just a blue or black or whatever color you want. You know, you could probably pick one up on the street while you're going to the shelter because they seem to be dumped everywhere. Everywhere I walk, there's just masks laying around. So pick one of those up, put it on your face, and then social distance when you're in the bunker, literally. And then it says stay inside for 24 hours unless local authorities provide other instructions. Continue to practice social distancing by wearing a mask and by keeping a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household. They have literally updated the nuclear fallout, nuclear holocaust, nuclear war, ready.gov page to read like a article from The Onion. Nothing about anything practical. Just if nuclear bombs go off, make sure to social distance and make sure to wear your mask because COVID is in the bomb, as we all know. What the hell are these people talking about? This is, this is a really mad world. And it gets even madder because all weekend, I watched news reports, I read stories, and I thought, you know, I, I, maybe I'm preparing too much for the show. Maybe I'm just reading too much. Maybe, why am I doing this? And then it's, it's every five minutes, there's another ridiculous piece of propaganda. You can't keep up with this stuff. Literally. Mad TV, this is what I've called the show tonight is the world we are being treated to with every video and every audio report about Ukraine. Nearly every major news report from Snake Island to the ghost of Kiev and the front line Zelensky with his camo fatigues, all of it is literally raw propaganda, and it's like fiction writers aren't even trying anymore. We know that fiction writers are writing this stuff, this isn't even yellow journalism. This is literally fiction writers writing the news. There are video game images and videos being used. There are people with cardboard wooden guns on Fox News. Those ain't real guns. You've got pictures of the president from photo shoots and from, from things over a year ago. That's not from 2022. You've got stories... Of of young, I'm guessing, you know, this one story of a 17-year-old Ukrainian girl, she decided to fight against the Russian troops and she killed dozens of them. Well, it turns out that was not true either. And it's just one story after another after another 
And meanwhile, meanwhile, Putin has placed his nuclear deterrence forces on high alert, and the West has chosen to laugh in his face, and the West has chosen to laugh in the face here in America, here in the United States, of our own citizens, telling them that, well, in the event of a nuclear holocaust, rather than, I don't know, duck and cover, you know, which was at least, I could get behind duck and cover. At least it made some kind of, you know, emotional sense, like, I'm probably going to die, but at least I'm going to try to survive. No, now FEMA's just saying, eh, just make sure you wear a mask and social distance. That's the only advice we have for you in the event that you're faced with, I don't know, say, a full-scale nuclear attack from Russia or anywhere. Just as long as there's nuclear fallout, make sure you put your mask on. And not a mask, okay? Not social distancing to prevent the, you know, the effects of that, but just because you got to stay away from other people in the bunker. I can't believe the website says that. It's unbelievable. I had to go find it for myself because I didn't believe Zero Hedge. I didn't believe any of the news articles I saw. I thought there is no way in hell that our government is literally recommending you social distance and wear masks in a bunker during a nuclear holocaust. But they are. But they are because we're mad. We're mad. And the United States and NATO... See, a lot of people don't even know what NATO is. I bet you can find maybe three people out of 100. I always use that metric. Three out of 100 maybe know what NATO is. The U.S. and NATO have pushed weapons, troops, sanctions, and threats, and Ukrainian membership in NATO so close to Russians, you know, Russia's front door that Putin has been left with basically no other option. But no, we, we don't want to know about any of that. We don't care about any of that. And if you think about that or ask that question or make that statement, you're suddenly working for Putin, right? And Western media and some politicians have salivated. Like, people are just, like, salivating at the conflict. They love the war. It's, it's disturbing. You know, and, and media has reported virtually nothing accurately. And, and, and all while their virtue signaling, their concern for civilians, oh, they love the Ukrainian civilians, and then simultaneously antagonizing Russia to do more at the same time. And then, of course, we've got what I call Pearl Harbor Syndrome, where it's not just the Russian military. It's literally U.S. representatives on television saying that we should kick Russian students out of school. But again, if you distrust Western media and you distrust NATO, Mad TV condemns you as a Russian or as a traitor. And our news, you know, yeah, RT news, Sputnik news, yeah, these are mouthpieces of the Kremlin. But RT news gets a lot of stuff right. Let's let's be honest. RT news gets a lot of stuff right. And, you know, you could find accurate news reports, you know, once in a while from the New York Post or once in a while even from the Washington Post. But l- l- listen to this. This is... The the president of the EU, Ursula von der Leyen, and she says we're going to cut off the Russian propaganda machine, RT News and Sputnik News. In another unprecedented step, we will ban in the European Union the Kremlin's media machine. The state-owned Russia Today and Sputnik, as well as their subsidiaries, will no longer be able to spread their lies to justify Putin's war and to sow division in our union. So we are developing tools 
to ban that toxic and harmful disinformation in Europe. But you can still have CNN. You can still have Fox News. You can still have video game images and videos. You can still have cardboard wooden guns. You can still have pictures of the Ukrainian president from years ago. You can still have pictures of little Ukrainian kids on the street while tanks are driving by that aren't even from the last two or three years. They're from five, six years ago. But no, no RT news, though. No RT news, no Sputnik news. And this doesn't make me a Putin apologist. This makes me a realist. I'm wondering how in the hell anybody with a serious face can believe anything that has been produced, published, and distributed by any media anywhere. The only place that you can find semi-accurate information is if you go to a source of any information, could be CNN even, maybe, you know, and then you go to the source of that information, and then you see, is this accurate, is this not accurate? Use your own discernment. I'm using my discernment. I can't find a damn accurate thing anywhere. All I can find is the European Union saying, Ukraine belongs to us. We have a process with Ukraine that is, for example, integrating the Ukrainian market into uh, the single market. It belongs to have, the we EU. Have a very close cooperation on the energy grid, for example. So many topics where we work very closely That's together. That's not my phone. And indeed, over time, they belong to us. They are one of us. They belong to us. They're one of us. You don't think that might, I don't know, piss Putin off a little bit, considering the history of Ukraine and the history of the Russian people? You don't think that that might antagonize the Russians a little bit more? I mean, here is an MP, Kira Rudik from Ukraine on Fox News, saying that we have to fight because, well, we're fighting for the new world order, literally. Uh, for the rest of us that aren't Ukrainians, I think the world, quite frankly, Kira, is surprised by the will of the Ukrainian people to stand up and fight. Are you? Well, I'm not surprised. I, uh, we have been fighting uh, Putin for the last eight years, and we had three revolutions in our country when we did not agree with what was going on with uh, the direction of where we're moving in. But right now, it's a critical time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order. For we fight for this new world order. Okay. And then you've got, here is Representative Eric Swallowell from California. This guy is just a piece of trash. He suggests, let's just kick out all the Russians from the United States. Let's go back to Japanese Americans, business owners, moms and dads. Let's just kick them all out of the country. Actions against uh, Russia. But yes, on the table should be sanctioning Putin personally, uh, completely taking them out of the European and international banking system, which is known uh, as SWIFT. Frankly, I think closing their embassy in the United States, uh, kicking every Russian student. No more diplomacy. States, uh, those should all be on the table. And Vladimir Putin needs to know. No more Russian students. Ukraine. Uh, there are more severe options uh, that could come. Yes. Congress yes. Thank you, Eric Swallowell. Thank you very much for further dividing the world. Let's get rid of all the Russian students, kick them out of the country. Let's get rid of the, the Russian embassy. We, who, who the hell needs diplomacy? I mean, these people, out of one side of their mouth, say Ukraine, its citizens, they're under attack. We need to protect them. We need to go to war with Russia. And you can say that at the same time somehow. we got to protect the, the citizens, but then we have to go to war. To protect the citizens. More war. More conflict. More war. More conflict. 
And then this was a while ago. This is Adam Schiff. I'm sure you guys know who Adam Schiff is. Literally, literally, literally using talking points that the Pentagon devised back during the Bush administration. Remember those talking points? We have to fight the terrorists over there so we don't have to fight them here. The United States aids Ukraine and her people so that we can fight Russia over there and we don't have to fight Russia here. Literally, the same exact talking point. We finance, we fund the Ukrainian government. I mean, we overthrew the Ukrainian government, folks, but nobody remembers that a couple of years ago because, again, the media wasn't telling us to love Ukraine and hate Russia. They were telling us to hate Russia, but nobody told you to love Ukraine. But now we're fighting them over there so they don't have to fight us over here. And uh, I I would think that the Russians are probably laughing at Western media. I mean, it's just one report after another report after another report. And, oh, now the Russians used vacuum bombs and cluster bombs. There's no proof of that. You would think that a bomb that literally sucks the oxygen out of the air and generates a super high temperature explosion and produces a blast wave that literally can vaporize human bodies. You would think that kind of bomb would leave some kind of evidence and there would be some kind of proof. But no, there's no evidence or proof. Just Ukraine, you know, envoy says the U.S., Uh, should be aware that Russia used this bomb. Proof? Who needs proof? We've got wooden guns, we've got old pictures of Zelensky, and we've got propaganda stories from Snake Island. This is Mad TV. It's a mad, mad world. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. We are live. It is March 1st, 2022. There's more after this. Stay with us. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, 
The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Music tonight is White Bat Audio. That's White Bat Audio. You can find them on YouTube. White Bat Audio. I'm Brian Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm sure some of you don't want to hear more about Ukraine and Russia, but this is the biggest military conflict in Europe since World War II. So you're going to hear about it, and you're probably not going to hear too much accurate information about it anywhere you look because every news station from left to right and down the center is directly or indirectly salivating and encouraging and i'm sure let's just be let's just be straight up okay they're jerking it under the table all right on every news broadcast just waiting just waiting for Putin to do something else that they can use against him and in defense of NATO and the European Union. And the thing is, a lot of people don't know about the European Union. A lot of people don't know, if we go all the way back to the early 20th century, about the League of Nations. Remember that? Remember when that used to be conspiracy theory class 101? A League of Nations is introduced the U.S. Congress says, no, thank you. We'd like to keep our sovereignty. A lot of countries say, no, thank you. We'd like to keep our sovereignty. So there's a world war. And then the U.S. Congress still says, no, we'd like to keep our sovereignty. And a lot of countries say, we'd still like to keep our sovereignty. Not enough death, not enough destruction, no matter how mechanized it was. So we go a couple of years. Germany in my opinion, historically, did virtually nothing wrong in the early 1930s. They tried to build their military back up. They tried to stop the flood of, of, of suicides and depression in a lot of different ways, a lot of different forms of depression that had destroyed the country throughout the 20s because Germany was an economic powerhouse, and that threatened most other European countries, particularly the British. That led to further economic conflict in the 30s, and then after World War II, we get the United Nations, and it just kind of progresses from there. 
you know, back when NATO came into existence, you had people that said that this is this is going to lead to unnecessary global conflicts. You've got 28, like 28 European countries now and two North American countries all in all in NATO against established after World War Two and NATO implements the North Atlantic Treaty signed in 1949. You remember, remember what you know what NATO stands for? The North Atlantic Treaty Organization. You know when you when you get these these big groups like that, and you get like trade organizations. Anybody remember Star Wars? Isn't isn't the trade organization and these these weird? They're supposedly about peace and bringing countries together, but these weird power structures that that's how the chancellor literally overthrew republics right they got their minions in places by penetrating the cabinets and then they had them sign deals and then they executed order 66 and then well you know what happened if you watch star wars i mean the real world plays out a lot like that so when i look at nato I don't see good guys. I mean, individually, perhaps, you make these arguments if you want to have this debate, but a lot of people don't even know what NATO is to think about this in terms of good guys and bad guys. Here's the bottom line. The U.S., which pretty much controls NATO and its, and its few dozen member nations that now want Ukraine. Ukraine is, and that's part of the big issue here. Putin said weeks ago, nobody knows that. Everybody just knows I stand with Ukraine. Putin said, listen, we have historical that's right historical we have to go back even further we have historical rights to this land in eastern ukraine i mean the 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 russian people uh uh, moscow saint petersburg and kiev are the foundational cities of the russian people that we know today and uh, i even went out and bought a bought a russian history book because i wanted to make sure that i knew what i was talking about i did that this weekend i got a book called uh the icon and the axe and the first page literally just tells you about Kiev and that's they call it the mother city of the Russian people. So Putin said, hey, look, you're not going to absorb Ukraine into NATO. You're not going to absorb it into the EU and you need to push the troops that you've placed on our border away from our border because that's intimidating. That's unnecessary. You're trying to provoke a war. Get them out of here. Okay, I'm not saying Putin's a great guy. I'm saying this is the history that, you know, they obscure with wooden guns on TV and fake stories about Ukrainian heroes at Snake Island. So the U.S. and NATO pushed weapons and troops and sanctions and threats and Ukrainian membership in NATO to the Russian front door. And you don't have to, like Putin, to recognize that Putin had very little option and Putin had to do something about it. And uh, the funny thing is, you know, Western media keeps reporting that Putin is like indiscriminately killing Ukrainian citizens when the fact is a lot of people that live in eastern Ukraine are Russian. And there are groups there that have encouraged the Russian, they call it an invasion. I'm not even sure if we could call it an invasion. But then, you know, it's the thing, it's, if we're calling protests in Washington, D.C. an insurrection, and we're calling peaceful trucker protests in Canada an insurrection. But then we're calling 
2020 BLM riots, mostly peaceful, I don't know what to call the so-called invasion of Ukraine. It might be a peaceful walk in the park as far as I know. I watch local on-the-ground reports, and I see people living their lives. I see tanks on the street, but I see people living their lives. I don't see Russian soldiers holding Ukrainians down and beating their skulls in, but I see that the Ukrainian government has released a bunch of criminals from prison, literally, and then given them military-grade weapons and said, here, go fight the Russians. And the media says the Ukrainians are fighting back valiantly. And then the reports we get from Ukraine are more like, well, the criminals are fighting amongst themselves. Gangs are settling scores. And there's very little actual conflict between Ukrainian civilians, most of which are in hiding or escaping, and Russian soldiers. And they've had peace talks which have broken down. So, you know, as a result of that, now there's more military movement now. It's just the context matters so much, and we're getting hardly any context. All we're getting are U.S. representatives and others saying, well, we got to kick all the Russian students out of class, and we got to get just like just like Pearl Harbor. We got to get rid of the Russian students, get them out of here, go after Putin directly, go after him directly, get, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, right? And then we got Adam Schiff literally using the same talking points. This was from a while ago. This wasn't, you know, last week or something. But Adam Schiff is literally saying the same exact thing, same exact thing that they told us with Iraq and Afghanistan. Remember what they told us? The United States aids Ukraine and her people so that we can fight Russia over there and we don't have to fight Russia here. We don't need to be fighting Russia at all. What happened to diplomacy? We're not even allowed to have diplomacy. Representative Eric Swallowswell from California said, get rid of the Russian embassy. The table should be sanctioning Putin personally, uh, completely taking them out of the European and international banking system, which is known uh, as SWIFT. Frankly, I think closing their embassy in the United States, uh, kicking every Russian student out of the United States, uh, those should all be on the table. And Vladimir Putin needs to know every day that he is in. Without, you know, coming outright insane, Let's just level Moscow. I don't know how much more blatant these so-called representatives of the United States could be. All of this is so disgusting. This is why I call it mad TV, because everything, no matter how much they act like we care about Ukrainians, it is so disgusting, the propaganda, because what these people are saying is more war, more conflict, meaning that, well, in the middle of all of this and continuing to hype it up, there will be more civilian death directly or indirectly, as a result of what Russia is doing. Now, I will tell you that I know a little bit more this week than I did last week, but I am not a geopolitical expert. I also know that most of our representatives in Congress and the Senate, they definitely are not geopolitical experts. I played you the clip last week of Nancy Pelosi thinking Hungary was invaded. Literally, she thought Hungary was invaded. Not even close, Nancy. Not even close. Yeah, the country touches the Ukraine, but it ain't on the doorstep of Russia. That is who we have leading our country. Leaders that call for war. We've had representatives of our country literally call to just preemptively nuke Russia. What the hell is wrong with these people? 
And then we have our FEMA, our Federal Emergency Management Agency, literally updating their website. Literally. I mean this literally. Telling people nothing of importance in the event of a nuclear explosion except to make sure that you social distance and continue to wear a mask. Now, I, 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 I don't know about you, but I think, I think I'm done. I think, I think for me, I'm checking out on that one. And I think, you know, as I don't think we're going to see a nuclear holocaust. I don't think that. I don't think we ever were really in any danger of that unless it was by accident or a single individual. Well, you have to have more than a single individual to even launch nukes. But, you know, in essence, like a few rogue individuals, you know, a computer glitch, hackers, with the exception of that, I don't think we're going to see a nuclear holocaust. But cyber attacks, I've been saying that, and they've been saying that in the media all the time since this began. Here in Arizona, they're really worried about cyber attacks here in Arizona. We heard that in the local news. That's in local news here in, in Tucson. And then we just got update after update after update. While I'm on air tonight, we've got updates. Artillery kills 70 Ukrainian soldiers. Satellite photos show a large convoy of Russian troops marching into Ukraine. Oh, and don't worry, though. The, the, the troops of Russia have a low morale, and the Ukrainians are fiercely resisting. And that's because Russia didn't plan this too well. And I thought that's what the USA, USA Today reported about six hours ago. And I thought, oh, how, how, how can they say that? Because all they've been telling us for months is that Putin's been planning to invade. So, well, they told us he was planning to stage false flag events. So maybe that's what they meant. How can you plan to invade? And then when you invade, the propaganda is you poorly planned or didn't plan at all when the propaganda machine has been telling us that he planned to it. None of this makes any sense. But you know what it does tell us? It tells us that the mainstream media, even a lot of alternative media, that they want war for a lot of reasons. It boosts profits. It's better to get a picture of a bomb going off, right? Or a video of some explosion than diplomatic peace talks. That doesn't sell. Because it's like we're living in a world where we're literally watching on television a video game. We're watching a movie. And nobody wants to watch a movie where some people sit down and talk and everything works out. People want to watch a movie where bombs go off. People want to watch a movie where there's big mushroom clouds in cities. People want to watch the sum of all fears. People don't want to watch the West and Russia have diplomatic talks and discuss things like adults. You know, so we'd rather just have the whole world blow up. And it's funny because as the COVID narrative falls apart, completely falls apart, disintegrates all of the sudden. Oh, there's the potentiality for a much larger war. And the best part is the best part is now, since you're done and tired of playing pandemic, now you can play nuclear war. Now you can play nuclear holocaust. Just make sure that you social distance, make sure that you continue to wear your mask. And not, no, 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 not a big mask, like literally. Just wear your blue mask. It'll protect you from radiation. It'll be good, right? Also read that uh, some of these sanctions that they've placed against Russia, as obviously in the last, actually the last uh, 
Well, as last like 48 hours, they've caused the the ruble to basically collapse. And uh, I think that this is part of a much larger agenda. I think, as I said on last week's show, it has a lot to do with the World Economic Forum, the cashless society, and uh, that's part of what the whole Bitcoin scam is. I, I think Bitcoin is a scam. I was reading this article earlier. Bitcoin demand explodes as Russian ruble collapses to less than one cent or less, well, less than 0.01 cent. The value of the ruble falling along with the imposed sanctions expected to have a catastrophic reaction on the country's economy. Yes, that's, that's probably what they, they want. Uh, you know, when economies tend to collapse, people come in and buy everything up. So I just, I, I, I don't even know what to do, but we're, we're going to take a call. 520-367-2064. We are live. It is March 1st. It's 12.50, 12.50 midnight, almost 1 a.m. here where I am, Mountain Standard Time in the U.S. You can give us a call, 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. I think we have Joseph on the line. Joseph in Idaho. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you doing, Ryan? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely, Joseph. Joseph, uh, for a lot of people who might not know, Joseph uh, sends me a lot of really, really accurate and a lot of really, really deeply researched information. We, we reference your stuff a lot here on the show. I'm sure you know because you listen, Joseph. So um, for, for listeners that... Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. For listeners like, who don't know, tell, tell us a little bit about your background. And then I know you wanted to share something with us tonight about this whole sanction and, and the SWIFT system. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm just, just a normal guy like you are. I just like to read and get a lot of information. Uh, my background, I did go to school for economics. Uh, got my undergrad through uh, qualitative economics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to graduate school uh, for quantitative economics to work on a master's program. Uh, and I ended up kicked out as a provisional student because I disagreed with the narrative and did my own research on the economics and the financial system and what was really going on. And because I didn't match with the professor, I got, uh, I got reprimanded. I don't know if I ever told you this. I got reprimanded. I took a political science class. It looks like we might've lost Joseph. I, I, I took a political science class actually. And, uh, because I said, some stuff that the professor didn't like about the European Union and uh, <laughs> about the, the North American Union that doesn't exist. Uh, because of that, I actually uh, I ended up getting kicked out of that class as well. Uh, just a funny little story. I'll try to reconnect with Joseph. But uh, I wanted Joseph to share with us uh, what he knows about the SWIFT system because there is a... Uh, there are massive sanctions taking place against Russia and they're kicking Russia out of the SWIFT system. And for those of you who don't know what the SWIFT system is, this is the, uh, basically the, 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 the international financial uh, society. They execute financial transactions and payouts all across the world. And there are, there are, um, backups or secondary systems like bricks, for example. Um, a lot of this for some of you is probably pretty stale, 
But uh, we got Joseph back on the line. Joseph, can you explain the the SWIFT system and what these sanctions against Russia might mean? Because I've not heard anybody else give the same kind of analysis or opinion on this as as I heard you when you uh, contacted me earlier. Yeah, definitely. So sorry about that. I don't know what happened with my phone there, but uh, it's the Russians. The, 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 the Russians have shut yeah. you down. <laughs> <laughs> they they hacked my phone, right? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah the the SWIFT system. Uh, basically, it's a global telecommunication system that monitors all financial transactions in the entire world. Um, it basically it doesn't settle payments, but it basically tracks and records everything and allows for immediate payments between different banks or financial institutions near instantaneously. So this is what the entire world uses for global trade. Um, and apparently they've they've kicked Russia out of this, correct? I mean, I've read this tonight. It looks like Russia got him again. Oh, this is live radio. They kicked him out again. I don't know what the hell that's all about. That's very strange. Uh, but I guess they've placed these sanctions against Russia. And uh, if Joseph can get on the line and, and, and we have a good, clean line, uh, he was telling me he believes that this is meant to destabilize the value of the dollar as the world reserve currency and perhaps replace it with something else. And uh, again, he can describe that uh, a little bit better than I can. I actually was reading, you know, the, 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 I'm not an economics major, but I, I know that when the biggest corporations in the world make record profits in the last two years, that's because of lockdowns. That's because of small businesses being shut down. That's because people have been coerced, encouraged, and threatened into shopping at big box retail stores. And then, for some reason, people are blaming corporations and saying that they're price gouging and they should never make such large profits. But the same policy that shut down economies and shut down production, the same people behind those policies are now saying they shouldn't make that much money. They're price gouging. Uh, Maybe the lockdowns gave us less supply through shortages and therefore gave us higher costs. And so they're passing on the higher costs to you. I, I mean, this stuff seems like it's complicated until you think about it for a minute and then you realize it's actually not that complicated. It's common sense. You shut down small businesses, you drive the economy into the ground. The big businesses that are allowed to stay open, they make record profits. Oh, they're price gouging. They're not price gouging. They're, they're, I mean, if they were price gouging, they were price gouging way before the lockdown. So, I mean, that's just kind of a separate thing, but it's all part of, of the same financial and economic system. I think we have Joseph back on the line. Joseph. And I will call you back as soon as. Oh, looks like we don't have Joseph back on the line. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe we can get him to call back. If you'd like to call in 520-367-2064, that's 520-367-2064. We are live March 1st, 2022. End of March 1st, 2022. And the number is 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. 
2064. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, and it is mad TV. Our world is literally encouraging itself to burn itself to the ground. And uh, I, I, I would just like to know where, I mean, if I were the president, I would be meeting. I'm not talking about Zelensky. I'm talking about if I were the U.S. president, I would be meeting with Putin. I'd be on the phone with Putin. And we'd have adverted this whole thing from the beginning. But we don't like diplomacy anymore. We got representatives saying, hey, just shut down the Russian embassy. Kick them all out. More sanctions. Kick the Russian students out. You do understand that there are other ways to wage war, right? It's not just dropping bombs. And threatening to shut down the embassy and put more sanctions on a country and putting sanctions on a country and shipping weapons to a country to fight that country in a proxy war, well, that's an act of war. I don't know why people can't understand that. Hopefully, you understand that, and hopefully you realize and you recognize what this is really all about. This is all about the Great Reset. This is all all far too organized and, and uh, planned and structured, it seems. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info Please leave us a review on the podcast radio players. We are live tonight, March 1st, 2022. It's 1 a.m. here, Mountain Standard Time in the beautiful state of Arizona. And if you stay with us, we've got another hour of broadcast left for you. 520-367-2064. If you want to call in, there's more after this. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. 
visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. The date has moved into March 1st, 2022. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Check us out at thesecretteachings.info. Check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. And find my books on our website, thesecretteachings.info. You can find a page for each one of the books, read reviews. My books are Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. Sold out of most of them in studio, so I've got to order some more of those. Otherwise, I can drop ship those to you. And again, you can buy them only on our website at thesecretteachings.info. When you buy a book, when you sign up on Patreon, you support this show. You help keep us on air Monday through Friday. You allow me to do the research I do to prepare for these shows. And I greatly appreciate that, both as a matter of uh, respect, because I appreciate the respect that you give me for, for the kind of things that we research and talk about here on the show, and also because uh, it's a lot of a lot of your hard-earned dollars that you put into this show to allow me to be able to do this full-time, and I really appreciate that. So thank you very much for supporting The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to get access to our advertisement-free archive, you can subscribe to get access to that archive, the montages, and the digital books. It's $50 for an entire year. You'll get a login for the website. You'll get a private RSS feed. You can plug into your podcast, radio player, etc., and listen to the archive without advertisements. Otherwise, you got to listen to those advertisements. And uh, you can do that on our website, thesecretteachings.info, or you can just find us on one of the podcast radio players and leave us a review as well, please, so other people know what you think of The Secret Teachings. It is Mad TV. I was thinking about a show name today. I was driving down south here from Tucson. I was going to 
the old city of Tombstone. And I was driving down there by myself and I was really trying to think, what's a good show name? And I, I, I thought, well, everything in our news is focused on war, 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 war. And we have so-called political leaders and we have media talking heads suggesting, implying, and just like, you can just see the demons behind their, their apparent human form just like gnashing teeth, just ready. They, they want the most violent, destructive conflict so they can get a picture of it, they can get a video of it, they can report on it. And because they're demons, I mean, you know, demons don't, don't want to see people happy and successful. You know, demons want to see people suffering and they want to feed off of that. It's like, it's like the, I mean, I'll just play it for you. It's like the uh, the Alex Jones clip, right? These are demons. If I get that to play. I have a lot of technical issues tonight. These are demons. <laughs> I love that. But they are. They, these are demons. And uh, they feed off of the suffering. They feed off of the pain. I mean, here's the bottom line. Every major news report from Snake Island to the ghost of Kiev to the front line, Zelensky. I even read an Atlantic article earlier. Zelensky is the Jewish hero we need. There's never been a Jewish hero. We need a Jewish hero. I was thinking, what the hell does that mean? What do you mean we need a Jewish? What is that? What are you talking about? It's just raw propaganda. Totally raw propaganda. You've got the so-called ghost of Kiev shooting down Russian fighter jets. Well, that didn't happen. Snake Island guards aren't dead. They're actually alive. They didn't actually tell the Russian ship to go F themselves. You've got Congressman Adam Kinzinger from, I believe he's, uh, I think he's Illinois, representative for Illinois, sharing a 2016 photo of kids watching a tank go by, presumably in Ukraine, but that was from five years ago. You've got these myths. There's, a, there's another story circulating. The Ukrainian Reaper, a soldier who killed 20 Russians. Now, that's not true. Then there's Kharkiv, the Kharkiv killer, a 17-year-old female sniper, and she's taken out Russians. Well, that actually isn't true either. Ukraine's President Zelensky dressed in fatigues, military fatigue on the front lines. Actually, that's not True either. Fox News showing you video of guys with wooden guns, literally wooden wooden guns. But, um, you know, those aren't real guns. Oh, and then Miss Ukraine. Miss Ukraine. She's ready to go to war with an airsoft gun. That wasn't true. People pouring out Russian vodka. Oh, and then I love the, the incinerators um, that, that the Russians are supposedly bringing in. Because all the carnage, you know, just like, just like we heard in China, they're they're running incinerators to get rid of the COVID bodies. Well, it turns out that's that's not true, and those pictures and those videos are actually from 2013, and they're incinerating a bag of garbage, <laughs> literally. Uh, and then, of course, you've got all the propaganda. The Ukrainians vow to fight. I just read an article earlier. Ukrainian mum. Ukrainian mother, she vows to fight the evil Russians. And 
they can't find proof or evidence that Russia is killing civilians. So they're like, well, Russia used a vacuum bomb. And then they describe the vacuum bomb. And Amnesty International is really upset about it. A vacuum bomb. It sucks all the oxygen out of the air. And it increases the temperature. And it can vaporize bodies. They don't need the vacuum bomb. They've got the incinerators, remember? Well, those are actually from 2013. That was from eight years ago. But they used a cluster bomb. I mean, these, these weapons are banned from war. I mean, I don't even get that. It's war. People get blown in half. People get shot in the head. People watch their best friends get blown apart. I don't, how, about, how about Israel using white phosphorus? Isn't that a war crime? How about the United States using Agent Orange? Isn't that a war crime? Are we not allowed to talk about that? Can we not talk about the white phosphorus, the white phosphorus, the white phosphorus that the Israelis use against the Palestinians? Isn't that a war crime, folks? No, we're not allowed to talk about that. Or we're not allowed to talk about how the U.S. also bombed Somalia. Do you know that? The U.S. bombed Somalia. First time in a year. Bomb Somalia. Not allowed to talk about that. You know, Israel has been peppering Syria with missile strikes in the last week. Not allowed to talk about that either. We've also seen reports about the U.S. bioweapons labs in Ukraine. I don't know if that's a real story. That's the point. I can't tell what's real anymore. I do know that Putin placing his nuclear deterrence force on high alert seems to be real. Uh, I do know that some of the videos out of the Ukraine are are real. And uh, I don't see any evidence, any proof. And if they had it, they would show you of Russia just marching in and executing Ukrainians. But I do see people that are in Ukraine that have been let out of prison and given military-grade rifles and told to roam the streets and fight the Russians. And they're not really roaming the streets and fighting the Russians They're actually targeting gang members and just average everyday Ukrainians driving down the street and they're bashing their skulls in with rifles and shooting people. And uh, I I don't know what to believe. And and, And maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is we have no idea what to believe. Let's just err on the side of caution. Let's just say Putin is slaughtering Ukrainians. So let's let's just do something about this. Because we can't take the chance that it's, you know, it, it might not be true. We, we should just believe that it's true. Just believe. Just believe in the MAD TV, the mutual assured destruction. All the meanwhile, if you pick up any history book on Russia, you'll learn, you know, what eastern Ukraine means to Russia. Putin even said it about a week ago a little over a week ago before the this this invasion, which I don't even know if it's an invasion. They call a peaceful protest, a riot, and an insurrection, and they call a riot and an actual insurrection a peaceful protest. So I don't know if it's an invasion. It could be a tea party for all I know. Maybe they're having tea. I don't know. It, it might not even be an invasion. I have no idea. I don't know what to believe. But if you pick up any Russian history book, they it, it'll just tell you about Kiev, and it'll tell you about the, the history of that part of the world, and not saying that I'm I'm pro war. I'm I'm totally against war. Generally speaking, you know, personally I'm against indiscriminately killing people or discriminately killing people. But you break into my house, I'm going to blow you back out the window. You know? So this whole thing has gotten out of 
hand and out of, you know, out of proportion because of media. I think that's the bottom line. It's because of media. The U.S. and NATO pushed weapons, troops, and sanctions and threats, and Ukrainian membership in NATO, and now the EU, close enough to Russia's front door, and they poked that bear over and over and over again. And then they wonder, oh, what, what, why, is, why, is, why is Russia mobilizing? I don't know, because you've had missiles pointed at their country, you've had soldiers on the border. They don't report, they don't notice they don't report that. All they've reported is Russia has soldiers about to go into Ukraine. Russia has soldiers about to go into Ukraine. Get your Ukrainian flags up on Facebook, folks. Make sure that everybody knows you stand with Ukraine. Nothing about Russia, though. It's just, it, it's, it's beyond mad. It's beyond unbelievable. I think we got Joseph back on the line. He's going to talk to us about the SWIFT system and kicking the Russians out of the SWIFT system. Uh, he's been on the line with us here for a couple of minutes, so I think that the line is good now, but he had some phone trouble, internet trouble. We might have had some too. Joseph, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine, my friend. Yes, go ahead. Okay, where was I with the, the SWIFT? You were telling us what SWIFT, what SWIFT is, and then we were going to talk about the Russians being kicked out of the SWIFT system. That seems to be what has, what has officially happened now. Okay, yeah. So uh, SWIFT system, the Society for Worldwide Interme- Interbank Financial Telecommunications. So basically, they facilitate communication between banks to do instantaneous transactions. Uh, the reason that we can use that as a weapon of sanctions against Russia is because we are the reserve currency of the world. We conduct, I believe it's around 44% of all global transactions of the world via the SWIFT system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mostly because most countries have debt denominated in dollars. Uh, so they have to use the dollar to repay those debts. Um, but problem is uh, Russia has alternatives set up to the Swiss system. Uh, they've got three different options they could do. They could do the SPFS system, which is in a, just a purely Russian-based communication system between their banks that can allow for transactions to occur solely within Russia. Uh, then they also have, I think it's like a union transactional system via the BRICS system, which stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Uh, and then they also have the CIPS system, which is China actually uses SWIFT under this system as a backup, essentially. Uh, it's a Chinese system, and if they can't, settle the transaction with the yuan it basically reverts back to the swift system and uses dollars instead um so you have you have the media going crazy about saying oh we need we need to impose sanctions on russia you had the press conference with biden on friday i believe it was and then you had peter Ducey from fox news i think just coming out saying why why aren't we imposing more sanctions why aren't we you know, doing the swift sanctions on them. Well, turns out Biden administration now has imposed swift sanctions, but what the media is not telling you is that they're not doing them to the energy sector. 
and they're not doing them to all of the Russian banks. Um, because if they did, it would be detrimental to the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency uh, and start causing Russia to alternate payments, use different alternatives. And if they move closer to China, like we've seen, you know, Russia recently announced a hundred million ton deal of coal with China. They've also announced there's a lot of coal million, in Ukraine. Yep. 50 million cubic units of natural gas as well. A lot of natural gas there. Um, they basically kind of secured these deals right before the invasion. So that's kind of peculiar timing there. Um, but basically if these tests are successful of them using alternative currencies, then that opens the door for the rest of the world to see that they don't need to use the dollar anymore. And, I don't think it'll be an instantaneous decline of the dollar. I think it'll take years, but it would be the beginning of the end of the dollar being the global reserve currency, which if you look at the World Economic Forum, they've got a page on their own platform that has their partners feeding into their platform. It's essentially kind of like SWIFT providing all of this data, just continuing to go in the World Economic Forum and facilitating transactions and essentially their control of the data and trying to allocate resources around the world, uh, trying to be more efficient, more green, you know, all the slogans we hear from the World Economic Forum. Um, now they're saying yeah, that, that Bitcoin is in high demand. I, I personally, I don't like Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is part of the facilitating of a cashless society and, and getting a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't be on board on board with it to make them feel as if they're in control. They've got this really valuable thing when they don't have anything except digits on a computer screen. Right. And you should question anything when you start seeing commercials for it. They're advertising to the average individual say, hey, you should own Bitcoin, even though you've never used a Bitcoin to pay a bill in your entire life. You know, this thing is valuable. You should own it. And it's like, it's not valuable. At the end of the day, can you pay rent in Bitcoin? No, you have to convert it to dollars or whatever currency you're using in your current country. Bitcoin is absolutely worthless if you can't use one Bitcoin a month to pay your rent. You Basically, it's denominated in Bitcoin. It's your rent's not denominated in Bitcoin. Your food's not denominated in Bitcoin. You can't pay taxes in Bitcoin. You need the currency of your home country in order to pay for things. You can't, you know, the Bitcoin is not the unit of account. People still measure their wealth in dollars here in the United States when they own Bitcoin. Oh, I've got $2 million of Bitcoin. It's like, no, you, you don't. Like, it's not worth anything until you sell it. And good luck trying to sell that amount of Bitcoin on the market without causing the value to, to drop. Well, look, look at the, the value of the Russian currency too, Joseph. In the last 48 hours, actually in the last 24 hours, according to uh, some of these uh, uh, financial reports I've been reading, within the last 24 hours, the value has dropped another 21.29%, just like it's a consistent collapse. Now, the Russian currency is is nowhere near the U.S. currency in terms of value anyway. 
but it shows you how quickly and how easily these paper currencies can deteriorate and be valued at virtually nothing. Now, I mean, I know that, you know that, our audience knows that, and this goes back to, again, what I call conspiracy theory 101, when people used to be more aware of the Federal Reserve and aware of the value of the dollar and things like that. But the alternative to this is let's have a cashless society and let's reset the financial system. So no matter how you slice this, it's all part of building the world back better with a new form of currency that the whole world can agree on, which is what we've heard for literally decades. There will be a one world currency and it might not be this year or next year or even 2030, but that's what we're steadily moving towards. That's what the EU wants. That's what the Vatican wants. That seems to be what the global bankers want because they can consolidate power under one centralized currency and control everything. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm a little bit crazy here, but that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I mean, pretty spot on. Uh, the SBR, your audience can look into that. It's a currency of account issued by the International Monetary Fund. Uh, it essentially uses a basket of currencies to create its currency, which would be essentially, I think, what we would be moving towards as far as a global system. The IMF has ties to the World Economic Forum. IMF has ties to the European Union. Um, basically, the SDR has been issued, I forget how many times in the past, but I think two or three times in the past to basically provide liquidity in times of financial crisis and start issuing that currency. You know, during the 08 crash, they issued a bunch of currency denominated in SDRs. Uh, I forget the other couple of times, but the, it's only been a handful of times that do, they've do, issued currency, so there's not much of it. Do you find this strange that you have on CNN and other news broadcasts, what I call mad TV now, everybody's encouraging more war, more war, more war, but it's in Orwellian terms. We care about the Ukrainians. We want to protect people. More war, more war. You find it weird that they're saying on these news broadcasts something so specific I don't remember the last time I heard whether representatives or talking heads in the media talk about a specific kind of sanction. They're all saying sanctions on Russia, cut them off from SWIFT. It's like a talking point. It's so specific. (laughs) Most people don't think we know what a a sanction is, but now they're, oh, yes, we should definitely, yes, sanction them, get rid of Russia from SWIFT. Like people know what they're talking about. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and it's just amazing how the day that they announced the sanctions that The Late Show had Taylor Swift on to talk about what Swift is and inform oh, the okay. American public about the Swift system. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, no, I just saw that before I came on. So. Oh, man, it's it's beyond mad. It's I mean, Other than this, though, and it's a really great point on Swift. I'm glad that you emailed me. I'm glad that you called in. What, what else do you think? Yeah, glad. Uh, glad, glad phones finally finally started working out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just average person asks, "What what can we do? What what is the best thing that we can do?" You know, it's just who's who's behind all this financial institutions and you know world world organizations. I mean, it's. Who, 
basically profit off of the interest. You know, you want to get yourself out of debt because as long as you're in debt, you're continuing to support with your energy and time and labor. You're supporting these organizations that are causing, you know, pain and suffering to a lot of people. Like, it's it's not fair to anybody who's involved in war. Like, we're pretty isolated and protected here, um, which is, you know, a luxury that a lot of people in the conflict areas do not, they can't fathom what it'd be like to live in a free society like we do. Uh, we take it but, far too for yeah. granted, I think, most of the time. Yeah. What and, what what do you, what do you think about everything else we've uh, you know we discussed and I I know you've been listening to the show um, just from another point of view. Uh, am I on target, off target? What do you think about the show tonight, the Mad TV? No, I just think just pretty similar similar viewpoint as you take. I think that just just all. There's a there's an agenda behind all of this. There's something, you know, just for it all to be all the media platforms, all of the reporters, basically wanting to know about Swift, wanting to know so weird about, you know, the Ukraine, and we stand with Ukraine. All these people who are super pro lockdown, super pro mask, super pro, but we care about the Ukrainians now. You know, and and super pro no guns, but now the Ukrainians can have right. guns. Right, exactly. Or you know, Russia. You, you can't have truckers basically protest. Let's trample them with horses, and you know, those people trying to fight for freedom in Canada, you, we have to put them down. But those Ukrainians, you know, they should be able to. They should be able to fight for freedom. It's just whatever fits the flavor of the day. It's not any different than it has been. It's just been, I think, amplified by social media and the media has basically created a mental matrix for a lot of people. That is, uh, that is so true. And, and the, and the other thing is, you know, I was thinking on, uh, well, it was like Thursday, Friday last week. I was thinking, I, I mean, personally, I, I'd be honest with people and tell people like, I don't have a lot of money. I've got a few thousand dollars saved. Uh, I live basically not paycheck to paycheck, but donation to donation, book sale to book sale, subscription sale to subscription sale. But I had a few thousand dollars and I was thinking like, I like to have that padding and that cushion, but w- things are so unstable. What is that little bit of paper doing? I-, I-, I need to spend that and I need to buy something that's like valuable. I need to make sure that I have a little bug out kit just to have it. I'm not talking because of nuclear war, but just to have it, I need a little bit of ammunition for my gun I need a little bit of extra food. Like these are things that are valuable. And these are things that if if a currency just dropped overnight, you know, my paper wouldn't be worth anything and I wouldn't have ammunition. I wouldn't have food. I wouldn't have water. I'd rather have things that are of some kind of value. And I think that's common sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm in the same boat as you on that. I've always felt that real things are much more valuable than digits on a screen or pieces of paper uh it would what would you rather have would you rather have an extra 20 gallons of water a couple gallons of gasoline you know just real actual things that you can use you can't you can't use paper to eat 
I mean, you could burn it to stay warm. Nutritious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just at the end of the day, if you have, say, you don't even have to go buy uh, preparation storage storage food that lasts 30 years. Just have a deep pantry. Have maybe a stocked freezer, a stocked fridge. Just that stuff you'll actually use and you'll eat. And you can get it'll be more valuable. Get cans of beans, you know, that last a year or two. You can get. I, I bought a couple 50 pound bags of rice. It, it, it was like 30 right. bucks a bag. It's, it's not a lot of money, you know, compared to how much it costs to go out to eat or go to a movie, you know, a 30, a, a $30 right. bag of, of rice. And that's going to last me. The last one I bought lasted me over a year and a half. It's a lot of food. Right. You know, and buying it now is going to save you 10, 15% a year. And it's an investment. I, you could look at it as an investment. You're saving 15%. It's like almost like a, a sure thing you're, you're not going to lose that money that you're using that to buy food because you're actually going to use it versus if you put it in the stock market or if you put it just in paper assets, it could vanish overnight and maybe at best you'll get maybe 7%. Uh, is it worth having that 7% or 0% risk reward ratio or is it worth having something you know for sure is a sure thing in your fridge, in your pantry, um, in your backyard with, if you got chickens or whatever you think you want or need for your daily lifestyle, books, you know, knowledge is valuable. Don't, 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 don't underestimate a book. Absolutely. Especially, you know, especially with the cybersecurity issues coming about too. I mean, the world economic forum has a whole, they're ready Page on for the cyber attacks. Too. They're ready for the cyber attacks. We're saying yep. that last week. I mean, I'm saying that for, for over a couple of years now. Um, we got to right. take we got to take a break, Joseph. I really appreciate you calling in. Joseph sends me incredible emails all the time. Uh, I want to say on air, you're a very great researcher, and uh, I really appreciate your your commentary and what you send me, Joseph. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Yep, you got it. You have a good night. Okay. All right. You too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. There goes Joseph. If you'd like to call in 520-367-2064, it's 520-367-2064. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this, so don't go anywhere. It is Mad TV Mutual Assured Destruction. Kind of scary, but I don't think that we should really be scared. I think the rational, reasonable thing to do would be to turn off the news... Make sure that you have things of value and then continue to live your life. And I think that's the reasonable, rational, logical thing to do. Rather than wanting to play the new game. You know what the new game is? The new game is nuclear war. Oh boy, people love playing World War Three. They're tired of pandemic. Pandemic, that was so 2020 and 2021. Now... They can play World War III, and they can cue the Fallout music, and they can sit back and wait for the bombs to drop. Those bombs aren't going to drop, though. I don't think, anyway. But cybersecurity, that's a big, important thing. Everything is tied electronically to the grid. Power, 
water, money in your bank. You might want to get that out and get some real assets. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I just saw a poll. You know how accurate polls are. 74% of Americans call Russia's Ukraine invasion unjustified. I wonder how many percent of that 74% of Americans can find Ukraine on a map. Because Nancy Pelosi can't. She thinks uh, Ukraine was not invaded. She thinks Hungary was invaded. 
I just, it's, it's beyond stunning. And that's really the whole point of tonight's broadcast. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. It is mad TV. Mutual assured destruction. You know what mutual assured destruction is? Total nuclear annihilation. And your government wants you to know that in the event of total nuclear annihilation, if you go to ready.gov forward slash nuclear dash explosion, you don't get a duck and cover video. Duck and cover. No, you get go to the basement or the middle of a building and maintain social distancing and wearing masks. It literally says that on the government's website. And, you know, obviously it's a meme, but if you've seen the the, the pictures of the, the Russian tanks that just look like classic tanks, and then you see the American tanks that are painted purple that say they, them. I mean, yeah, it's a meme, but that's pretty close to reality. I mean, our military, our country has been demeaned and degraded, and it's no wonder the world mocks us and laughs at us and makes fun of us. It's no wonder the media and major universities. It's no wonder that the average person you meet has this strong anti-American sentiment. They can't even tell you why. Maybe because of racism or something like that. I actually went to the bookstore this weekend and uh, I found this book called Triumph of Liberty. It's a really interesting book. It caught my attention because it had a sticky note on the front of the book. Someone had taped a sticky note onto it, and it said, read the introduction. And I thought, (laughs) that's kind of funny. I'll bite. I'll read the introduction. Uh, It wasn't for me, though. It was for, I guess, the very super-duper hyper-progressive bookstore people, because that's all you get working at these bookstores around here in Tucson, or most bookstores, Um, you know, the the faux pseudo-intellectuals. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'll bite. I opened up the book and uh, the first chapter is more like a like an introduction. It said. Up until recently, up until, you know, more modern times, slavery has been the conditional state of most of the world's populations going back thousands of years. And I, I, I literally laughed out loud. I thought. <laughs> whoever put that sticky note there, I got to meet them and be friends with them because that's the kind of stuff I do. I switch out all the Aleister Crowley books they put up, all the, hey, you can use magic to get what you want books. You know, I replace those. Somebody went over and they did that to this book. They put a note on the front that said, read the introduction because that has been the conditional state of the world. The conditional state of the world has been slavery since the beginning of recorded time. For thousands and thousands of years, Mankind, man and woman, old and young, have been slaves. They've been slaves to a priestly class. They've been slaves to kings. They've been slaves to to, to queens. They've been slaves to warlords, etc., etc. And most of the world still lives in those conditions to some degree. And we talk about equality and justice and all these things. It's funny because I'm pretty sure in India they still have a caste system, don't they? I had a friend of mine went to India several years ago, 
And she said she just walking down the street. Some guy came up, grabbed her hand and said, you're my wife. Now you're going to come meet my family. And she had to fight the guy off. And then she said it happened again. She had to fight the guy off. And she said, women don't understand how good they have it in the United States. Or at least, you know, in, in, in the Western world in general. And I said, no, they don't. I don't know if I even know how good I have it here. I mean, not only that, but, you know, I'm in, I'm in Arizona. This is where I feel like I belong, even though I'm from Florida. I love Arizona. And, you know, generally speaking, this is considered one of the safest places to be, not just in the U.S. This is considered one of the safest places to be in the world. And uh, living here, it's kind of hard to believe that, but it's because of the location and a lot of other reasons. I just think, like, I, I don't know how good I have it. And our friend Joseph, who was on the line in the last segment, saying something similar. We, we, don't, we don't know how good we have it here in the States. We don't know how good we have it, even up in Canada. You don't know how good you have it. Even though you just found out you don't live in a free society, you still don't know how good you have it. You start to realize, though, that as the facade falls off that, that free society and you realize you don't live in a free society, the more you capitulate, the more you give in, the more you continue to let thugs and petty tyrants push you around, your children and your grandchildren are going to find out they don't have the luxury of living even in a facade. They don't have the luxury of even thinking that they have the right to say what they want to say and the right to protest against what they don't agree with and the right to practice their religion and the right to bodily autonomy. That's why, to me, none of this makes any sense. None of this makes any sense where you've got the narrative of COVID-19, mainstream, alternative, whatever the narrative is, it just starts to suddenly dissipate. And then all of a sudden, as it's dissipating, Putin invades Ukraine. And I don't even know if it's an invasion because a peaceful demonstration is a riot and an insurrection and a riot and an insurrection is a peaceful demonstration, according to our media. So maybe it's not an invasion. Our media is like, he's killing civilians. Really? Well, I thought that they were strategically targeting military sites. Obviously, not every strategic attempt is entirely strategic, but they told people to evacuate, give up, don't fight. We're not going to kill anybody. We want to have a talk with the president. And uh, virtually every story we've heard out of Ukraine is a fabrication is made up. So, you know what? I don't know what to believe. And for the the handful of morons who think that myself and I was talking to my friend Clyde Lewis yesterday. He gave me a call and he said, you know, he's like, I feel your pain. He's like, I feel like, uh, you know, people call me a traitor. People call me a Russian asset. I had texted him the other day and I said, uh, did you get called a, a Russian yet? And he said, oh, yeah, they call me traitor. They call me Russian Putin apologist. I didn't get called a Putin apologist yet, but I did get called. I got called a Russian. I got called Russian asset. You know, I guess I'm in the same league with Tulsi Gabbard now, right? She's a Russian. Trump's a Russian. It's too bad that Putin couldn't get Biden, you know, out of the White House. Too bad that we couldn't get a second Trump term. I guess the hackers, they messed that up. Is that what happened? 
I mean, our our world is mad. Although it's not really our world. is it? It's like a really small number of individuals that control media. Media really is the source of this problem. The, the, the media really is the source of, of virtually all the disinformation, all the misinformation. And while we have fake stories of, you know, mythological fighter pilots shooting down Russian planes and 17-year-old blonde Ukrainian attractive women and even Miss Ukraine, you know, with airsoft guns and killing Russian soldiers and none of that's real and then wooden, wooden guns on Fox News, none of that's real. Then we have the, the president of the European Union Commission saying we got to strike back against this Kremlin propaganda. We have to get rid of RT News and Sputnik News. The Kremlin's media machine. The media machine. The state-owned Russia Today and Sputnik, as well as their subsidiaries, will no longer be able to spread their lies to justify Putin's war and to sow division in our union. And it just goes on and on and on. I, I, I have a question for you. I don't know how... Ukraine, as it's been painted, is somehow fighting for its sovereignty. And the argument is Ukraine needs to be part of the European Union. The EU is talking about incorporating the Ukraine into the EU on an emergency fast track basis. That was top news tonight. And the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, has signed a letter demanding that the EU absorb Ukraine immediately. I mean, this, this whole thing started because of NATO in the first place. I bet you can't find anybody who can tell you on the street what NATO is. But I bet they stand with Ukraine, though, if they can even find it on a map. But somehow, fighting for sovereignty means you're fighting to be absorbed by the European Union and you're fighting to become a member of NATO. That doesn't sound like sovereignty to me. I'll go back to the U.S. Congress in the early 20th century when asked about joining the League of Nations, and they said no, because we would have to give up our sovereignty to do that. And yeah, yeah, people mock and laugh, sovereignty, why would you want to be sovereign? What are you, xenophobic? They don't really have a good argument, right? Well, I'd like to be a sovereign country. You know, I'd like to have borders, because here's the thing, if I don't have borders and I'm not a sovereign country, then I can't rule myself. Someone else is ruling me. A a group of, and, and for all the people that love democracy, I don't get this either. Absorbing a country into the EU or NATO or, you know, the North American Union that doesn't exist, but it does exist, but it doesn't exist, and then merging these big super states together. Where are your democratic leaders? It's literally just unelected Klaus Schwab billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates types that get to dictate to you through your television. And they get to erase your borders. They get to destroy the value of your currency. They get to gobble up all the real value, valuable things, all the real assets. I mean, this is the same group of corrupt offshore bankers that wrote the Federal Reserve Act. It's the same group of corrupt, evil dictators that ran Nazi Germany, 
fascist Italy, communist Russia, communist China, and the scumbags like Kissinger and Rockefeller, those two demons. Especially Kissinger, who just was goo goo gaga over China. That China is the blueprint. How, how is absorbing a country into the European Union protecting its sovereignty? It does the exact opposite. It erases that country's sovereignty. It eliminates that country's sovereignty. It makes them subject to the other member states. As far as I'm concerned, if I were the president of the United States, I would pull the United States out of the United Nations. I would pull the United States out of all these international trade agreements. Yeah, I'd have probably done exactly what Trump did. And that's probably one of the reasons they didn't like the guy. Doesn't matter if Trump's a good guy or a bad guy. Doesn't matter if Putin's a good guy or a bad guy. This is about consolidating world power. This is about the World Economic Forum in the United Nations. This is about 2030. This is about super states like the European Union and the North American Union and the African Union and Asian Union and then merging those super states together. It's the classic conspiracy theory 101. You know, it's what you saw if you ever watched those old Alex Jones documentaries, Endgame. It's that. It's the Bilderberg Group. Who was on the the head of the, the Bilderberg Group? Klaus Schwab. What's Klaus Schwab doing right now? Who, who, does, who does Klaus Schwab have to thank for his position of power? Real Nazis. George Soros, who helped overthrow Ukraine's government a handful of years ago. An actual Nazi. Christina Freeland up in Canada. Her grandpa was a real Nazi. A real, literal, actual Nazi. Klaus Schwab's father literally manufactured weapons for the Nazis, right? So these people are actual Nazis. So when Putin says he's fighting Nazis, and there are actual extremist right-wing Nazi groups in Ukraine, I don't know, maybe he's telling the truth. I thought Putin was being sarcastic when he said, we're going to go fight Nazis, and we're going to disarm and demilitarize Ukraine, and more demilitarized than disarm, and we're going to stop them from acquiring a nuclear weapon. I honestly thought he was bullshitting. I thought Putin was telling a really funny, really funny joke because I thought he was using the same talking points that our media uses to lie us into war. We're going to fight Nazis. We're going to disarm this country from having weapons so they can't kill innocent people. And we're going to stop them from getting a nuclear weapon. Isn't that the reason that we went after Saddam? Isn't that the reason that some Saudi terrorists attacked us and then we invaded Afghanistan and Iraq and occupied a bunch of other countries and then helped to level Damascus. Aren't those the same arguments and excuses that, that we use to wage wars? If you think about it, it's, it's kind of funny, actually. Not the conflict, not the death, not the destruction that does exist. It's kind of funny that Putin is literally using talking points that Western media uses to justify our invasions of countries. I'm going to fight Nazis. I'm going to stop them from getting a nuclear weapon. Putin's evil, but we're the good guys. I I think we have a really hard situation, a really difficult situation determining who the good guys are. I, I don't think there are any good guys. Someone called me a Russian because I said, it was a joke, folks. I said, 
I, I don't know Russian. I don't speak Russian. But I can literally understand Vladimir Putin speaking in Russian more than I can understand Joe Biden speaking in English. Like, I can look at him, and I can understand what that guy's saying more than I can understand Joe Biden. But apparently that makes me a Russian for making a joke. Yet our media can literally make up mythological stories of fighter pilots and young, hot Ukrainian women with guns and uh, the president of Ukraine in military fatigues and pouring out Russian vodka. You know what? I don't drink vodka. I don't drink any alcohol, but I had a, I had a hankering today to go get a bottle of vodka, like real Russian vodka. Never really had real Russian vodka. I might go try it. Rather than letting this conflict, and a lot of it, most of it is in media, divide the world even more, I'm going to try to bring the world together. I'm going to go get some Russian vodka tomorrow, I think, and I'm going to have a couple shots of real Russian vodka. And again, I don't even drink. I want to try real Russian vodka. You know, we need diplomacy. We don't need war. We don't need to kick Russian students out of class. We don't need to close down the Russian embassy. A lot of people still have this Cold War fear. A lot of people are brainwashed by media to think Russia evil, NATO good. You don't even know what NATO is. I bet you couldn't name two countries in NATO. Go ahead. That's not to you as an audience, but ask people that. Oh, we got to fight Russia over there so we can't. We don't have to deal with them over here, says Adam Schiff. Fight them over there so we don't have to fight them over here. Isn't, isn't that exactly what we said about the terrorists? The United States aids Ukraine and her people so that we can fight Russia over there and we don't have to fight Russia here. That's literally the same exact talking point that we heard during the invasion of Iraq and occupation of Afghanistan. But no, we, we can level Syria. We can level Iraq, we can level Afghanistan, we can build it back better. We can create a vacuum and then create, finance, fund, and deliver Toyota pickup trucks to ISIS. We can obliterate history across numerous Middle Eastern countries. We can blame the blowback on the evil, ignorant terrorists who hate our freedom. Israel can drop white phosphorus on civilians and the Israeli Defense Force can rape young children and put them in prison and rape young Palestinian girls and that's okay and we can bomb Somalia last week don't believe me look it up we can bomb Somalia New York Times we can watch Israel rain down hell from above in Syria still going on the media can lie to us and tell us Iran and Syria these are old countries and these are cesspits of filth without running water really because the last time i looked at tehran it looked like a beautiful city the last time i looked at damascus it was beautiful before we leveled it so no i'm not a fan of imperialism i'm not a fan of nation building and i don't know how even the anti-american scum who hate this country who are anti-imperialist somehow have become pro-ukrainian anti-Russian, let's go to war. And I thought today, and I thought maybe I'm old. I'm 31, maybe I'm too old now. You know, I don't know. 
But I had one of those revelations today. I thought, you know, in my day, and that wasn't a long time ago, in my day, people used to protest against war. Even if there was just one old guy, you know, like that badass Uncle Sam guy that goes out there and argues with people on the street. At least there was one of those people, you know, I would see on the street. Ain't nobody now. Ain't nobody out there. No war, no war, no war. Because everybody does everything on social media. Everything's on social eh, social media. I put up a Ukrainian flag. I'm a good person. Hey, Americans, you can't have guns to defend yourself or your family as a law-abiding citizen with a God-given innate right to self-defense. But Ukrainian citizens can have a gun because they need it to fight off an invading military. You don't need that weapon of war. You're going to defend yourself with that. You don't need that in America. But the Ukrainians need it. I don't know what my favorite story is. What's your favorite story? Kharkiv killer, the Ukrainian reaper, uh, or I liked Congressman Adam Kinzinger from Illinois posting a picture from five years ago claiming that was little Ukrainian children watching tanks run into their city. Wrong. It was actually from five years ago. I, I, I do like the ghost of Kiev shot down 14 Russian fighters. Only problem was that's a myth. The wooden guns on Fox News, though, that was pretty fun. So here, here's what you do, okay? Here's what you do. You go get yourself a bottle of Russian vodka, okay? You stop virtue signaling and pretending like you know what's going on because you don't. Neither do I. You make sure you have a little storable food. You make sure you got a water filter. You got a little extra water laying around. You make sure you got a pistol, you got a rifle, and you got some ammunition for it. And you make sure that you get your head on straight and you realize we're not going to play pandemic anymore. Let's not play World War III. Let's stop pretending like we know what's going on. Let's prepare ourselves for the worst situation. And then let's sit back and enjoy life otherwise. I think that's the solution to this problem. And if you really want to know what's going on in Ukraine, maybe get a history book on the region and start reading it. And then when you're informed about it, then you can feel good about yourself speaking on the subject. Until then, I think we should all keep our mouths shut, and we certainly shouldn't be calling for a nuclear holocaust while claiming that we care so much about Ukrainian. You know, I would love to be able to travel to Ukraine. I would love to be able to travel to Russia. I can't do that, but I would love to be able to. This isn't a Russian love fest. I'd like to know more about Ukrainian history, too. Ukraine's an enormous country. They have immense resources. That's probably why NATO and the EU want them. And that's part of the reason, plus the history, that Russia doesn't want Ukraine to be absorbed by NATO and the EU. Pretty simple stuff, folks. I don't think it's that difficult. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please grab a copy of one of my books. Please subscribe to the archive that is advertisement-free. You get montages as well, and you get digital copies of my books. Please leave us a review on one of the podcast radio players that you're listening to. Let people know what you think of the show. It takes just a second. It's free. Give us a couple of stars. It promotes the show. We've been around for over 10 years, counting on 12 or 13 now. And I really appreciate all the support over the years. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Please get a bottle of Russian vodka, sit back, relax, and stop thinking that the world's going to end I don't think it is, at least organically. Artificially, they're pushing for that to happen. 
We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.